Good morning. This is so exciting. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, my name is Nicole Williams, better known as uh, Mrs. Moneybags. And I'm Jason Allen John, uh, mortgage agent. Uh, I don't have a nickname like you, so <laughs> like I feel like you're a little bit cooler now. Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe we're both cool. We're both, we're both cool. We're, we're so excited yes. for um, what we're bringing you. Exactly. It's our yes. brand new show. The Wealth Effect. The Wealth Effect. We're here. We're live on iLive Radio. Yes, thank you to iLive Radio for um, giving us a chance to start this um, new show that, you know, we're going to be providing a lot of information to everybody, um, you know, regarding wealth. Yes. All things from, you know, myself and uh, Nicole are mortgage agents, yes. but we're not only going to stick to mortgages, we're going to do investments. Uh, we'll do uh, talk about like estate planning. Yes. We'll talk about, you know, entrepreneurship, uh, just different things regarding just building wealth and different levels. Because, you know, they say to be a millionaire, you got to have seven streams of income, right? Yes. Seven streams. Right. So that's it. So we're, we're literally helping you to help us to ensure that we're um, elevating, right? Yeah. It's 2021, yep. new year. Basically, we're halfway through January. Yeah. And it's a matter of, you know, just starting on a positive note, positive trend. And um, we're hoping and that you will grow with us as yes. we start off. So this is literally show one. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to lock in live every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And um, yeah, so we're excited. So let's get into it. So I think the first thing that we should probably do is just um, tell people about ourselves. Because yes. I don't think uh, it's our first show. So uh, let's focus on the introduction. Um, uh, you can go first. So. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. That's Ladies cool. first. Ladies first. So again, my name is Nicole Williams, as you know, I already said. People know me as Mrs. Moneybags. I've been in the financial industry since 2003, mm -hmm. and I literally love what I do. I look at myself more as a financial educator than anything else. Uh, I'm here to really help empower um, this generation um, because, you know, the reality is, is money is something that is extremely taboo. People don't like mm -hmm. to talk about it. They don't like to think about it. Um, and I've been trying to, like, shake that whole that whole facade up, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I am a mortgage agent, um, exactly like, like we discussed, mortgage agent with Canadian Tailored Mortgage Solutions, um, our great brokerage that we're both a part of. Yes. Um, but, you know, I have long-standing history working with the big FIs, financial institutions, for those who don't know. Um, and, yeah, so... I'm so a, I, I'm I, just going to ask you some yeah, questions. Sure. So let me interview you for a little bit. Yes. So you can turn the <laughs> mic on me. Um, so what made you get into financial services? Like, oh, how did you start into that? Great question. So really, the reality was um, I kind of stumbled. Well, for me, I grew up, you're thinking, okay, so I grew up in Galloway, mm -hmm. um, you know, a more socially, economically challenged area. Okay. And then when you're looking at people that are successful, you yeah. always see, okay, they're lawyers, they're doctors, they're bankers. So that yeah. was something that kind of just kind of stuck with me. Okay. I actually wanted to be a lawyer. That's really what uh... I desired. Um, a social justice kind of fight the power kind of lawyer. Yeah. And then, um, 
you know, I was working retail and then this lady came up to me. She just loved me. She's like, oh my God, I love you. You have great energy. You're this, this, and this. Lo and behold, I didn't know she worked for Canada Trust. She set up an interview and then it just kind of the chips fell into place, right? So got in that way and then I started to realize, you know what? These conversations weren't happening. How come no one that I know knows these things that I was Mm. learning now by being in the bank and being exposed to new types of topics and conversations? And then it just kind of snowballed where I realized, oh my gosh, there's so many people that are building wealth. Yeah. You know, and why was it something, how come I didn't know about that? How come my mom didn't know about that? How come my family didn't know? People that I grew up with didn't know. Okay. And then I realized that obviously we're not an anomaly. This is something that is just prevalent. Mm -hmm. And here we are all these years later. So when you, were you, did you start off like as a teller? I did. Okay. I started off as a teller. Uh Um, So again, that that lady that came into the, so again, I was working retail. She came in, she loved me. She gave me her card. I had no idea. I, I wasn't even thinking, right? Yeah. And then she ended up being a branch manager. Okay. Um, so I interviewed with her directly. This was, I got hired with Canada Trust. Obviously, people know, maybe if you're younger, you're probably like, what the hell is Canada Trust? This mm-hmm. was before they merged with TD. Okay. Um, so I started off with them. And then shortly, maybe about a, about a year in, mm-hmm. um, it was announced that TD was going to be basically buying them out. They okay. call it a merger, quote yeah. unquote. But let's call it what it is, yeah. right? And then I was like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna lose my job. Like, yeah. you know what's gonna happen, whatever, whatever. But you know, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And fast forward, here we are. So that's an interesting experience to just go from like a big bank that merged. Yeah. Yes. So like, and you're starting your career to yes. be scared a little bit. So um, just far as when you took the steps to get into mortgages, how did mm-hmm. that happen? Like, how did you get into now the entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. from you know, I come from a banking background, so I'm curious because yeah. I'm sure you'll probably ask me and I'll say why, but like, I'm curious what, what, what made you switch to something that maybe was more commission based? Because yes. I find when I was working in the bank, that was like shunned upon. Like yes. sales, like super sales. It's like, yes. no, you want to be like a, a like a VP, branch manager, area yes. sales manager, regional manager, whatever that like trend is. Yes. But like what made you want to do like mortgages? Because that's yeah. unique. Good question. So um, really for me, what happened was I started realizing back to the wealth building strategies mm-hmm. and realizing that one of the quickest ways for people to build wealth mm-hmm. um, is through real estate. Right. And with that being said, um, I didn't want to be a realtor. I, I, okay. like, I loved homes and owning and I understood investing mm-hmm. in real estate, um, whether it's commercial or residential. But I just didn't have that passion for that side of it. Right. Mm. And then um, so I was also mutual fund license. I okay. had all of that behind my belt. So I was like, OK, do I want to do the investing side as far as like being a planner? planner yeah. Or do I want to get onto the investing as far as the real estate side? Yeah. I had already owned um, my own um, property at that time. Okay, okay. Um, I kind of lucked into it where I became a landlord. It wasn't something that was planned as well. We can talk about that another time as uh. well. So I lucked into <laughs> becoming a landlord, mm-hmm. realized that real estate was basically a great avenue. Mm-hmm. Friends and everyone started asking me, like, how did you do this? How did you do that? Like, mm. They wanted tips and advice. And then I said, okay, you know what? This is a good angle. So let's get into the mortgages side. So I started doing the mortgages with TD and mm-hmm. um, realized there after like there was a couple of deals that not couple there was a lot of deals that I wasn't able to place simply because you know if you're working with a specific bank you gotta yeah. place it with the specific yeah. bank and I started looking and saying okay I'm losing a lot on the back end having mm-hmm. to refer them out mm-hmm. send them to other people and I'm like people are not coming to me because of 
TD or the brand or the mm. banner. They were coming to Nicole. Yeah. So I realized that there was power in Nicole. And I said, you know, let, let's take an opportunity and um, just kind of step out on faith. Yeah. And just do it, right? That's so dope. that's what it was. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's nice to be, to, to do that entrepreneurial side of yeah. it. And, and now, like, you know, now you're full-fledged, just straight entrepreneur. Like, yes. although it's kind of like, we do kind of work in a system, but our business is our business, yes. right? So you're now on your own and we can relate to a lot of other industries because of that, right? Yes, so I yes. think I always find our position is very unique because mm -hmm. we interview people when we're doing our mortgage applications. Yes. And it's like you learn a little bit about their job. So yes. it's like for that, like, let's say three months, 90 days, however you're long with that, you're with that customer, it's like... Oh, I kind of understand a little bit. Yeah. Not all of you. Obviously, I'm fully not into it. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's interesting that side of it, and then understanding some of the struggles. So that's that's a that's a unique story. So as Very far cool. as investing side, you said you own property, but like, is that another wing that is part of the story about like helping people as far as being a mortgage agent? Of course. So what I realized exactly what we said. Um, is that real estate is one of the major pillars that help people mm -hmm. to build wealth. And as you said, when we started the show, mm -hmm. you know, you need seven streams of income. Yeah. So that is like one stream in which I hold. And mm -hmm. then because I'm a, I'm a talker and I love to share, I'm mm -hmm. never the person that I don't believe in hoarding information. Mm -hmm. Some people like they learn things, they yeah. get the gems, they get the cheat code and then they try to keep the cheat code for themselves, yeah. right? That, that's never been my style, mm. right? So I've been always that girl that's shooting it from the mountaintops. Did you know you could do this? Yeah. Did you know you could do that? And as a result, I try to um, use myself as an example yeah. almost to be like, okay, well, if I've done this and you can do it, and this is how you can kind of get yourself strategically yeah. placed in order to be successful, Yeah, you know? And also like saying to people, don't do this because I did that, Correct. right? Correct, like, exactly. Like, like leaving out mistakes and stuff. Yeah. Right, that's kind of, that's, that's yeah. interesting, man. Like obviously I knew a lot about, about that story from before, <laughs> but um, it's good to tell everybody like, yes. you know, where we come from, so... And like, then, and what about the great Jason oh. Allen John? Let's let's talk about your story, right? Like, so how did you start? What got you into it? Yeah, so to be honest with you, it kind of uh, started out in high school. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I was taking a co-op class, mm -hmm. and my sister, she works in banking. So yes. I always saw her, so I was like, okay, you know, she's my big sister. Uh, I look up to her, Goals. so I wanted to follow her, right? Mm -hmm. I seen that she, make, she was making good money, so I was like, I want to make good money, too. So I actually applied to be a teller, and it was at a credit union. Okay. But then she was working at uh, Bank of Montreal. She's mm -hmm. like, why are you going to credit union? Come to BMO. So ended up getting a job as a teller. And then when I graduated um, high school, they offered me a job. Yeah. And I just started rolling over from there. So right I ended from up, high school. Yeah, right from high school. I was like, I feel like I always say I was like older than I actually was because yes. I was just straight like... I don't know, working in the bank, it's almost like you want to be like married with like five kids when you're like 20. <laughs> yeah, so it was I like, I, I found the bank made me be like super mature, even like a little ahead of my time. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just followed that trend. So I set a goal when I was like, okay, when I graduate college, I wanted to make $50,000. And wow. that was like what I wanted to do. Yes. And I knew I can do it through certain positions in the bank. Because I know when... I worked in a call center, so there's times that it was dead. Mm -hmm. So I'd sit there, scroll, look at the job applications, and see what credentials, and be like, okay, I think we can meet that, and I, I love meet this, it. right? So I, like you, I was doing investments in school. Yeah. So I wanted to be an investment advisor because I, um, I like the stock market. Yeah. But actually, I kind of went through the, the dot, a bit of the dot-com crash okay. as going through school. So I saw how much 
the market affected my uh, when I I said I did co-op at uh, Nesbitt Burns mm -hmm. and I was watching the investment advisor and I saw how much the market affected his job. His so he almost had to explain everything and I'm like, man, I don't want to like <laughs> like this has nothing to do with me. It's not my advice. I didn't know like this was going back. So me like in my naive self at that time was like, nah, I think I want to do financing because yes. then people have to come to me. Yeah. So I I I was like, okay, I'm gonna go into commercial lending because I really wanted to do uh like condo financing and stuff like that yeah so that's how i ended up and i did commercial lending for about four years and then um at that time i wanted to make a transition and that's when i went into um uh mortgages mortgages oh my god so gosh. i became a mortgage specialist and at bmo and like i remember that first year i was i'm used to like oh here's your portfolio grow this by 10 20 percent so i'm like oh that's easier just sit there and call people on the list and, yes. and just grow it and sell them something, right? Yes, yeah. And then I remember when my area sales manager at that time, he was like, I was like, okay, so who do I call? And he's like, he said, he's like, you see your phone? And he's like, <laughs> uh, he's like, that's your list. He's like, go and call. So I remember I went home and I was just kind of like sitting there and I'm like, who do I call? Like, what did I do? Because yes. usually I was selling clients yes. that the bank had, but mm -hmm. now I have to sell family friends mm -hmm. people didn't even know me Your like own you know database. yeah my own database so mm -hmm. it was very interesting it was like shocking because to be honest with you for the first six months i was sitting at home paying call of duty <laughs> <laughs> okay. the bank paid me a salary so I, I i didn't know what to do so i remember that first year was like seven mortgages and then i worked at bmo for two years and mm -hmm. then i ended up um one of my former colleagues became an area sales manager at cibc mm -hmm. and called me and said i want to i'm starting my team and I want you to to be a part of my team. Oh, that's cool. So I was like, hmm. I was like, I left. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, you need a little bit of change to spark your yes. ingenuity and yes. your, your enthusiasm. So I went over to CIBC and it was great. They yeah. gave me a lot of opportunities. Mm -hmm. I was able to go on that's TV. That's when you and I met. Yes, that's when you, CIBC. yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So that was a cool opportunity because they gave me, like, I was on a commercial with CIBC. Mm -hmm. I was on uh, Income Properties with Scott McGilvery. So it was very, very cool to just do that stuff with them. Yes. But after a while, like you, I was like, man, customers were coming to me and they needed maybe private lending or they wanted to do construction and I couldn't help them. Mm -hmm. So I realized there's a limit. And then that's when I left to go to the broker channel about three years now. So yeah. it's 2017. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's been interesting. And I was with Vine Group and, you know, me and you did a live. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, we figured, you know, I think we could have a great working yeah. relationship because uh, this mortgage industry is vast and we have a unique mindset and we want to help people. Yeah. So that's part of the reason we're doing the radio show. Yeah. So um, it allows us to to provide more. But I saw that. So we decided to connect and, you know, join Steve over at CTMS. Yes. And yeah, so we're here. So yeah. that's kind of like my story. Yeah. I don't know if you have any like, no, but <laughs> there's a couple of things that you mm -hmm. said that I want to just touch on, which okay. is really unique because you said from high school, you just knew like you maybe their maturity level was just on 100. Yeah. What do you think contributed contributed to that kind of mindset being so young? You know, what and it, being a, ma a male, so yeah. young, right? Because I can sometimes I can see females being super focused. You know, I want this and I want the two this and the, the picket fence and the yeah. whatever, like, you know, but as a man you know, no shade. Yeah. It, it, that usually <laughs> comes a little bit later in life, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, 
partly because I always wanted to do something that like I could come home and like brag to my mom or something oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of it was like I wanted to be able to take care of my family. Mm-hmm. Like I, I found that um, you know, even through playing sports or with my friends, I had a little bit of like a leadership position. Yes. So I felt like I had to be able to be in a my best finance position to be able to do it. I like numbers. Yeah. I hate English. Like <laughs> so you asked me to write something. Actually now I'm getting a little bit better because of the amount of reading that I've started to do. Yeah. But as far as in the past, I hated English. Like mm-hmm. I love math. I, I so I was like, okay, numbers. But mm-hmm. I only like math with a dollar sign in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> so all that stats and all that other stuff, it doesn't make sense to me. Yes. So I always knew I wanted to make good income so mm-hmm. i played sports i thought i could be an athlete like everybody else i wanted to be michael jordan you know like <laughs> you know i wanted to go uh make millions doing mm-hmm. that but i realized i wasn't gonna make millions yeah so i was like okay i gotta get into something that's gonna make me money and you know i put the the money together i liked um architecture and design mm-hmm. so i just kind of leaned into the banking world and from i think when you get into the bank like anyone who's worked in the bank it kind of like snaps you into play because what i liked about working at the bank and i tell a lot of people it's a great experience because mm-hmm. you see so many levels of success mm-hmm. from different levels of position so yes. like there's hr yep. you know there's marketing mm-hmm. uh you could be an investment advisor or mm-hmm. you could be in commercial or you could be in insurance yes. or you could be at a call center so it's just like there's webs of where you can go to be successful yes and that just helped me like kind of look like i said i used to spend all day on literally searching jobs yeah and even jobs that were much greater that i would be like okay you need an mba you need six years experience you need this so i'm like trying to think how can i like game plan to figure that out right so it just as i think working at the bank really it's, did yeah that. like once i got in and you're working with people like i'm 18 mm-hmm. working with 27 year olds 30 years olds 40 year olds 50 year olds you know so the conversations were different yes and i would come home and I'd even not like and my sister i'd have those same conversations with her so and i always noticed that even the conversations with my friends were different mm-hmm. so you're just trying to start to float towards the people that have those conversations mm-hmm. and i'm very lucky that i went to college with a great group of guys that i still even talk to now that we were always like-minded in That's that good. that we always talked about like you know what we would make and how we would make it and what we would do with that money yes. so it, I, it just i'm i swear i'm lucky with the people that surround me mm-hmm. that kind of introduced me to a lot of things that where i'm at now i have to give thanks to all of those mm-hmm. people that grew me with that yeah. right so so there's a couple of commonalities that i'm just gonna point mm-hmm. out and maybe you can think of some as well that are similar mm-hmm. in our story it's a um you know you had that that belief in yourself okay mm-hmm. just thinking bigger how can i plan it out and then also another key thing is the company that we surrounded yes. ourselves with people that perhaps even saw things in us that we didn't see in ourselves exactly and that's why I, people all the time that relationships are super key like mm-hmm. because you don't know what relationship can help you or assist you in your path of life right correct correct. so it sounds like you know your friends were great relationships that you had you know relationships that you had with your your you know um co-workers and people that you were surrounded with yeah and that's kind of similar to what i experienced as well okay because um what i find is sometimes just by having an example right in front of you like how you had with your sister yeah of what success can look like and then also knowing that with your success um, if you can just follow certain steps, you could perhaps mimic that, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So that's exactly why we wanted to have the show because 
there's a quote that you know says success leaves clues, clues yes, right yes. and if you are paying attention to those clues which mm-hmm. is what we're hoping to be able to you know drop Provi- gems yeah. and drop you know good little things that our listeners can yeah. take away exactly. it's like we're giving you the inside game yeah exactly mm-hmm. so um just like one just to add to it just before we go on a break um they say that like I always say you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yes. You just have to figure out a way to make it spin faster. Yeah. So that's it. So all we're trying to do is, uh, there's a wheel here. Drop in <laughs> Yeah. Yes, yes. This is Jamie Sparks, and you're listening to iLive Radio, changing the way you listen to radio. Hey, this is Jermaine Robbins, and you're listening to iLive Radio, changing the way you listen to radio. Yo, this is Keanu Quinn, and you're listening to iLive Radio. Changing the way you listen to radio. This is Lavinia J from the UK, and you're listening to I Live Radio. Attention all musicians, bands, associations, clubs, and organizations that represent collective styles of music across Canada. Now is the time to rebuild our collective music nation. Genres like hip-hop, R&B, jazz, soul, reggae, gospel, and more united. The Collective Music Nation is a non-profit organization committed to the development of collective music. Free memberships are available now. Collective Music Nation. One voice. Strength in unity. This is Miss Care keeping you connected with your iLive 5 by 5 Brought to you by iLive Music. Sponsored by Independent Hype. And powered by The Hook Entertainment. Contribute to the conversation by using hashtag iLive 5 by 5 for the latest and greatest in soul music and more, stay tuned to iLive Radio throughout the week. Connect with our team at iLiveRadio.com or follow us at iLive Radio across social platforms. The, 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 the number one hit music station. You're listening to iLive Radio, changing the way you listen to radio. iLive Radio. Okay, guys, so we're back. Um, if you're just tuning in, um, this is our debut of yes. The Wealth Effect by CTMS here with Jason Allen, John, and myself, Nicole Williams, and we are live on iLive Radio. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, uh, we're very excited to uh, present to you The Wealth Effect and uh, to provide you a lot of great information. So right now, let's just get into something like, you know, let's provide some information to people. So uh we can get started on a little bit of discussion so um so right now obviously we're going through the covid right now Mm -hmm. we're all going through lockdowns here in the city of toronto and i'm sure there's other places in canada that are going through that Mm -hmm. um we're experiencing an interesting last you know we're almost coming up to a year i know can you believe that wow it's honestly it's it's mind-boggling when i think about it at times right so let's before we get into like what's going on right now, I want to ask you honestly, Nicole, how did you feel as a mortgage agent when March when you saw the rates go from like um, three point four five percent, I think prime, and then prime dropped to two point four five in a matter of like three weeks? Mm-hmm. How did you um, look at that as like a mortgage agent, and how did you help your customers, and what were you even thinking about how you advise people? Yeah, well, when everything first hit, you know. I had a couple, you know, a couple of deals yeah. I was working on. Nothing where clients were super 
um, they weren't in a tight situation. It was more like they were taking money mm-hmm. out to do renovations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I had a couple of people that said, hey, let's put this on pause yeah. because we want to just see what's happening with the economy. Okay. So at first, my initial reaction yeah. was one of like, oh, crap. You know, I got to like <laughs> maybe tighten up the yeah. belt buckles a little, yeah. right? And then I started to see, okay, rates were coming down. Mm-hmm people were now reaching out to me to say, hey, I want to do a pre-approval. Yeah. And then I got more pre-approval requests. And I'm like, okay, something's really happening. Yeah. So now I'm talking to my realtor friends. Yeah. And they're like, no, man, it's starting to pick back up. Like, yeah. you know, so just be on the lookout. And I'm like, okay, so something is shifted yeah. in maybe the minds of people mm-hmm. as far as, you know, going from wanting to sit on the sidelines and kind of seeing what happens to mm-hmm. now saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to just take the the chance and just get in yeah so as the rates were coming down more pre-approvals were coming on my desk people were putting in offers i said okay something really is here yeah so a what i was realizing i had a lot of clients that were in the core of the city but Mm -hmm. because they had this unique opportunity to work from home yeah they were like okay now you know i don't really want to be in the core but i was in the core because it was close to work Mm -hmm. let's look at you know getting to other parts of the area where sorry of the city where i can now get more bang for my buck right so that was kind of what was happening with my clients you know they were moving further east or they were moving further west Mm -hmm. outside of the core and then um also what i was realizing is for my refinance clients or clients that could benefit from a refinance Mm -hmm. um when your rate was above three percent yeah this is a unique opportunity for you to you know look at does it make sense from a dollars and cents perspective mm-hmm. to perhaps break your mortgage, pay the penalty, mm-hmm. but in the long run, you're going to save more in the back end because yeah, the rates sure. are what they are now, yeah. right? And so we had great success with that. And then a lot of people wanted to just, they were realizing if we're going to be under lockdown, yeah, I can't travel, I can't do this, I can't do that. I want to make my home like super comfortable. Yes. So projects that they probably were putting off mm-hmm. and those Customers who initially said, okay, let's put this on hold for a bit. Yeah. They were doing like major background, back, uh, backyard renovations, okay. you know, to make their backyard like this great oasis. Or they were doing their basements, mm-hmm. you know. So people were starting to dump a little bit of money into their homes because they're saying, if I'm going to be on lockdown, I want to be as comfortable in my own home as possible. Yeah. You know? So what were your experiences going through? Well, I was like like crazy shocked because the rates were falling okay so the funny thing about it is if you go back to november december i had a couple of um you know i did some master classes with yes. shout out to my boy aaron charles mike yeah like that was a great time we helped a lot of people yes and i was saying that the rates were high yes because the market was indicating something was going on in like the bond market um and just to describe to people because i'm getting a little bit technical so um our mortgage rates are sometimes linked to the Canadian bond rate. So mm-hmm. five years, 10 years. So what the Canadian bond rates are, are what um, the banks or even the Canadian government uses to borrow money to pay for, you know, our healthcare services to all the, you know, the serve everything that you see that they're giving out. A lot mm-hmm. of the times they're borrowing that money by issuing debt and that debt has an interest rate related to that and that interest rate is sometimes related to what we play in mortgage rates so i was seeing that the spread was coming down but it wasn't being reflected on what the banks were charging the customers Mm -hmm. so part of me felt like there was some sort of disconnect but i didn't know what it was because i didn't have any research on covid and i had no idea what was going on right and then all of a sudden the rates just started 
you know, COVID started coming out. We started going into lockdown and the rates just started falling like crazy. And like you, I, I had actually clients that I was working on, like switching them to um, from from variable to fix because yeah. we were thinking rates were going to go up because the economy was doing so well. So, well, so yeah. I had to cancel application because um, we went into variable rate or yeah. they had, it was better for them to stay as is. So yeah. I lost a little bit of business. And then all of a sudden it was very uh, challenging time period because I felt like every bank had different rates. Like yes. some had really great variables, some didn't. Mm -hmm. And like, just to tell you guys, like as a mortgage agent on the back end, it, it's it's very volatile sometimes um, in dealing with the banks and what rates they offer to the customers because it's very unique depending on for them when they borrow their money. So mm. it started, you started seeing some huge disconnects in the market. And then, you know, now when I approach it, um, I, it's hard for me to give very long-term predictions because yes. after what we went through, you have to learn from that. So it's kind of like, Oh, like, Oh, can rates go up as fast as they went down? Of course. Of course. You know? Yeah. And I think that's the one thing I hope people are, will take into consideration because that can change your situation. Like a lot of the increased valuations that we're seeing in the housing prices has everything to do with the fact that people are paying 2% lower on their mortgage. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh, if I could pay 2% lower, I could pay $200,000 more for X house, right? Mm -hmm. And that's driving this market. So if rates do creep up back to what they were even last year, like we could have a different market. Yes. I, to, and to your point... This is why people don't understand why we have a different qualifying rate yeah. versus the rate that the client may see on their contract. Correct. Right? Because exactly what you're saying is people sometimes get too comfortable yeah. in the over below 2%. Yeah. And then they start planning and budgeting their whole life based on that below 2%. Yeah. Not realizing that we are towards the bottom end of where rates will be. Yeah. And there is... You know, I'm not saying that they won't go down a little bit further, yeah. but if, if it goes down, my thought is that it's probably going to be very a small margin. Yeah. We're more likely to be going up mm -hmm. than down, Yeah, you know? Um, and we kind of want to go up because to be honest with you, you want the economy to do better, right? Correct. So correct. I understand everyone like, it's funny. I remember, I don't know about you, but there used to be a trigger. When the rate was two nine nine or under, yes. I felt lots of people rushed to buy. Yes. So I feel like that trigger is going to be like one nine nine now. Correct. So we'll I, I like I, I'm not trying to be a predictor or anything because <laughs> I'm throwing that out the window for twenty twenty one. But like you don't want like watch if the rates start going above two percent, mm -hmm. you're going to start pe seeing people try to come out of the market because they are actually going to be um, s scared because they're going to be like looking like oh. Well, I was someone I know got one point two nine percent, and I'm paying two percent. You know what I mean? Yes. You start getting into those conversations. So I just want to get into like a little article that I found. Like now that we're talking about um, that, um, so it's interesting. So this is a Toronto Stories article, and the title says. Canadians believe more in the housing market than they believe in the overall economy. And this is such an interesting wow. title. Because <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, wow, they believe more in the housing market mm -hmm. than the overall economy. Like, I don't think that's that's kind of a big yeah. statement, right? Yeah. Well, I think that's true. If you think about it, what was the center? We're essential services. Yes. Realtors end up being essential services. Construction is essential services. Yep. They know they can't stop that. Like our economy, I can't, I don't know the percentage and we should probably try to look that up. But um, 
a huge percentage of the economy is based on finance, commerce, and then construction and that other side of it, right? Yes, yes. So, so it's it's interesting. You know, they have a poll. They said that um, you know seventy eight percent of Canadians are concerned with the financial impacts, but only thirty forty three percent of them are concerned with the real estate market. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, only nineteen percent of them believe that the pandemic has, you know, weakened the competition within the real estate market. So although we're going through an economic crunch, a recession in some se- in some senses, mm-hmm. it hasn't ruined the enthusiasm to real estate. None. And what I was saying before, the only, I, my opinion, the only reason why is because the rates are so low. Yes, yes. And that's true. Because what happens now is a lot of people that were sitting on the sidelines, mm-hmm. you know, maybe thinking about, okay, well, should I just wait? Should I just wait? they're realizing this is one of the cheapest times mm-hmm. from an interest rate perspective to mm-hmm. get into the market. Yes. Let's not talk about the price of housing, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But sometimes when you know that the rate is as low as it, uh, as it is, mm-hmm. it actually can give you, a, uh, to back to what you were saying, a false sense of security yes. because your monthly cost is reduced as a result of that change in interest rate. Right. And, and again, I feel like that's what everybody bases mm-hmm. their situation on. So, um, let's get into something else. So we'll talk about this. Um, so there's another article, which I sent to Nicole today that I read yesterday. It said why rain, um, which is real estate investment network is prep prepping Canadian real estate investor investors for the rise in foreclosures. Yeah. So that's interesting. So there's a couple of, what do you think about that title? When you hear that, what comes to you? You know what? This kind of my honest opinion yeah. um, was similar to what CMHC did. Yeah. To me, I think they're trying to be like that fire starter. Yeah. Um, where everyone is riding a wave mm-hmm. and everyone's feeling great about things. And then CMHC came out mm-hmm. and said, the economy isn't doing as well or real estate's mm-hmm. not going to do as well as, you know, people are thinking or they're predicting. And here we have Rain now saying that we're going to have an increase in foreclosures. Mm-hmm. But when I really went into the article and really read what they were saying, I yeah. kind of understand... So Their even point. though yeah, even yeah. though the the, 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 the caption was yeah. kind of catchy, yeah. I understand what they're saying in the body in the context of it, yes. right? Um, because back to what we're saying, is there a false sense of security in what is happening in the actual market, right? And then outside of that as well, um, it goes back to yes, people have been able to maintain, but again, we had the mortgage deferral program. Yes. You know, as the deferral programs come out, we're now in a second phase of lockdown. Yeah. What do, what is, are the, they going to the extend it? Are they going to extend it? What are the employment rates looking like? What's going on with the eviction? I've heard some of them have been lifted. Yes. Um, so um, I just want to get into even some of the data in it. They said, so um, in a, in a Stats Canada data from 2016, it pointed out that only 50% of Canadian borrowers at that time said they could cover eight months worth of mortgage payments, mm-hmm. with only 30% able to cover four months and over 20 per- only 20% able to cover two months. Yeah. So there's not a lot of flexibility. But I want to read what their point was, which is kind of interesting. So what they said is, what they're trying to say is that according to Rain's formula, it takes approximately 18 months for a dramatic drop in the country's GDP to work its way through the housing market. So unemployment feeds, the, p- the population declines, which kills rent values, which leads to a rise in housing supplies, which erode its home prices. Mm-hmm. So 18 months after February 2020, um, Rain places a target for Q3. And in Q3, Bank of Canada... Um, is that's when they're saying that the spike of the arrears is is gonna come to play. Yeah. So 
one thing I want everyone on our listeners to um, take into consideration when it comes to this article is that um, we may be in like a state of joy temporarily, mm -hmm. but things could change quickly. Mm -hmm. So what happens if the effects of this is not felt till Q3? Yes. You know, and there's a lot of things that, uh, in, in my opinion, I think we're going to have a crazy spring. Mm -hmm. I think rates are still going to be crazy low. I think anybody, you should look to refinance, contact us, contact CTMS for refinancing. <laughs> 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 Myself, Jason Allen John, and Nicole Williams to, to look into that. But what's important is that it could change very quickly. And one thing that I'm thinking about that's changing and why everyone this prediction is, and I think there's a lot of inflation. Mm -hmm. And I know no one talks about it in Bank of Canada says it's like under 2%, but I think that's what's going to cause this huge spike. There is inflation. When you just look at simple things as going to the grocery store. Yeah. Like that's usually one of the easiest ways for anybody to, yeah. to really notice the impacts. Is usually... They say usually through your the gas prices yes. and through uh, like your consumable goods, like yeah. the housing goods, yeah. right? So, um, and the, the key thing I want to reiterate that mm -hmm. was said in this article, and Jason said it a couple of times, is that there is a lag. So yeah. that means you may not necessarily see the impacts of what's happening in the back end. Yeah. Similar to what you said in the beginning, you were like, the spread between the bond yield yes. and where the rates were it didn't make sense to you, yes. but it took time for it to get to where it made sense. Correct. Right? So that lag is exactly what we're talking about, right? Yeah. And, and that's the thing. So, you know, we're helping, we're here to help you. The yeah. Wealth Effect Show is here to help you to, you know, think smarter. Yeah. Think differently. And, you know, hopefully put plans into place so that when Q3 hits, we're getting, we're coming from a place of, of power or a place of, you know, um, preparedness yes rather yes. than trying to be you know reactionary, reactionary. you know because yeah. the housing market is very FOMO-ish right mm -hmm. so uh, yes, people I think people like your neighbor sells your house and then you want to do something because it's a reaction effect it's a domino effect yes and that's why it has a lag indicator because you don't realize something is wrong until after it's happened yes so what we have to do is get prepared and you know, as we're going to go through the wealth effect and a lot of these episodes, we're going to be speaking to guests and to other people that are going to provide this knowledge to you guys so you can get that information to make the most educated decision. And that's all. Like, I'm trying to provide you guys and me and Nicole are providing you guys with information so you can go back and you can do your research. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have a crystal ball. And I'm going to say it again. After 2020, there is no crystal ball. <laughs> Anything can happen. So you have to be prepared for all sides. So um, it's a great time to review your finances. It is. I think this is financial review. It's, it's February. It's tax time yes. um, for first home buyers. It's very important. I think anybody who took a CERB uh, payment, you really need to look into your taxes before you actually file them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some people might be able to do some like RSPs to like reduce their taxes mm -hmm. payable. So there are strategies and we're going to bring on many professionals on to tell us some tricks and trades and how you can build wealth. And sometimes building wealth is just being prepared for what can happen next so you could take advantage of opportunities yes. you know like if the stock market goes down you want to have cash aside to mm -hmm. to get into the market right i did read something recently where they're saying as a result of the pandemic mm -hmm. people are more susceptible to financial literacy yes um you know it's something that you know we've always championed mm -hmm. in our careers mm -hmm. but it's something it's a it's a conversation that most people don't like to have it's a conversation that's necessary mm -hmm. but they don't like to have it because 
for most people, there could be shame related to their finances, yes, right? Everybody. And that shame sometimes holds people back from really seeking the information. But because of the pandemic, a lot of people are being more open. Yes. And that's a good thing. Yeah. So just look at the wealth effect as another, you know, tool in your toolbox of yeah. whatever you have in your arsenal to help, you know, prepare you so that, you know, we can definitely weather yeah. the potential storms of what may, what may come. And especially right now, we're in a lockdown. Like, we can't do much but uh, look at finances. And I know a lot of times why finance is taboo. Because you know how people, like, they tell people, oh, don't tell people about your money. Yes. Don't tell people about your goals. They're going to kill your goals and stuff. And I think that's why we don't talk about it. Yes. And then that's the worst thing about it is because... What I found in my career is how much people don't know about finance mm -hmm. and money. And and it's not nobody's fault. Yeah. I even find people in the banks don't know. Because no. the bank only teaches you how to uh, look at things in a way that suits their needs. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with that. They're a business. They need to uh, provide for what they do for their shareholders. So I always say that we as individuals have to look at ourselves like a business. If mm -hmm. that, if you don't look at yourself as a business in 2021 and going forward, I think you're thinking backwards a little bit and mm -hmm. planning if you're trying to build wealth, you yeah. know? And honestly, not it's not for everyone because I think there are some people that are just fine, like paycheck to paycheck and living and that's what they want to do. And I'm not going to take away from what you yeah. want to do, but for those that want to build wealth, uh, you got to look at yourself as a business. Yeah. No, very key. That, that, that's super key. And, um, you know, and that's what we're here for. We're here to provide the information, to be a sounding board. Um, and then also, um, we want to hear from you guys. So what we're going to be doing as well every week um, as a part of one of our segments is we're going to have you guys, Yes. you know, log in, ask us any questions that you may have. Visit our Instagram page, mm -hmm. which is The Wealth Effect Show yes. on IG. You can leave us a DM. Um, we will start taking, you know, questions and, you know, drop anything that you want us to discuss or anything that you've heard. You know, your mom might have said something, your dad might have said something, your neighbor. Yes. Um, so please, we are looking for this to be an interactive show. Um, we don't want it to just be about what Jason and I want to talk about. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what know? do you guys want to know? Wanna like, what yeah. do you want to learn? What can we offer? What can we bring? Uh, please let us know right in the comments. Uh, this is an open forum. This is for... Uh, the culture for the people to learn and to earn and to also uh, figure out to how to get themselves ahead, you yes. know? And before we go on our break, when we get back, we're going to talk about, I'm actually running a little contest or we're running a contest. We have some a giveaway that we're going to yes. do and we'll talk more about that um, after the break. Uh, but yeah, this is Jason Allen John and Nicole Williams from The Wealth Effect. Yes. Stay tuned, by guys. CTMS. Hi, this is Michonne Young, and you're listening to iLive Radio, supporting independent artists from all around. This is Ronnie Sia, and you're listening to iLive Radio. iLive Radio. Changing the way you listen to radio. Listen to radio. Listen to radio. It goes down right here, here on iLive Radio. Yo, this is Razan here, and you're listening to iLive Radio. Changing the way you, I, we listen to radio, 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 radio. What's up, everybody? This is Cy Smith, and you're listening to iLive Radio, changing the way you listen to radio. My beautiful people, it's your man, Tayanis. And right now, you got it locked to iLive Radio, changing the way you listen to radio around the world, baby. Nothing makes you look, feel, and perform better than a tailor-made suit. 
just like a tailor-made suit. A mortgage is not a one-size-fits-all solution. Canadian Tailored Mortgage Solutions will customize a mortgage to perfectly suit your needs. Come and get fitted for your mortgage today at 1-877-834-9346 or reach us on the web at ctmortgagesolutions.com. COVID safety protocols are in place. Brokerage license number 13228. This is Miss Care keeping you connected with your iLive 555. Brought to you by iLive Music. Sponsored by Independent Hype. And powered by The Hook Entertainment. Contribute to the conversation by using hashtag iLive 555. For the latest and greatest in soul music and more, stay tuned to iLive Radio throughout the week. Connect with our team at iLiveRadio.com or follow us at iLive Radio across social platforms. Here are some words of wisdom. Don't change your station. Don't, don't change your station. You're listening to you're listening to I Live Radio. So here we are again, guys. Yes, welcome if you, back. Thank you so much for staying um, with us. Again, this is our debut show of The Wealth Effect. Yes. Um, myself, Nicole Williams. We have Jason Allen John. Um, brought to you by Canadian Tailored Mortgage Solutions, so CTMS for short. Right? Yes, yes, and we're very excited to bring you this debut show, uh, just to give you like a little introduction of what we're gonna do. And um, if you didn't, you know, catch the beginning of it, this is gonna be on all platforms, and you'll be able to rewind it, and you could hear a little bit about our story, yes. um, which is um, very similar, it to is. be honest with you. So it's uh, it's it's good to be, you know, collaborating with you and. I'm very excited with some of the guests that we're going to be bringing up. But before we just talk about anything else, um, when I was on my live on Thursday to introduce the show to everybody, uh, I said that I'm gonna we're going to be giving away a book. Yes. Um, so um, we're, the book is called the um, uh, Master Your. Wait, let me get the title right before I screw this up. <laughs> so uh, we have some great giveaways. Yeah. So um, I'm an avid reader. I love reading. Nicole, you love reading? I do. I actually do. So, um, and I think um, one of the major things that I could talk about in my life when I had even like a low point when I first became a mortgage agent and I was lost, I was <laughs> making great money as a commercial account manager and I went from probably making like, uh, you know, a good amount of money, like six figures to like maybe 25% of that. Yeah. And what helped me... Um, get back into like the groove and grow my business was reading, you know? And, um, now I like, I try to read like, you know, a book, uh, every two weeks, if mm -hmm. not try to do more, I listen to audiobooks all the time. Mm -hmm. So, um, a lot of the knowledge that I gain is from these books. Yeah. So we want to pass that on to the audience. So um, the book that we're going to give away right now is all about mortgages to start with. And it's called Master Your Mortgage for Financial Freedom, mm -hmm. which is about the Smith Maneuver. And essentially, the Smith Maneuver is a tactic that uh, as Canadians, we're not allowed to write off our interest on our mortgages mm -hmm. compared to those in the U.S. and other countries, which is an advantage because, man, if I could write off my interest, it's a lot of tax savings. Yeah. So um, the Smith Maneuver is a tactic or a strategy that you can use to actually make your mortgage tax deductible. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we're in the middle of the show and I don't have enough time to really get into that. I think that's a show on its own that me and Nicole could really dive into and talk about it. But essentially what I what I would say is that it's... It's uh, being able to transfer your non-taxable deductible debt, which is an existing mortgage, to a more uh, taxable, more investment loan. Mm -hmm. And what you do with that investment loan is the similar that you do right now when you want to buy a property, 
or you want to buy stocks or you want to invest into your business, uh, you use that money with the intent that you're going to produce some revenue. Mm -hmm. So this book is all about um, understanding the Smith Maneuver and how you can implement it in your life. Um, so obviously, if you want to get more information, please contact Nicole or myself. But in order to get a copy of the book for free, what we're doing is what we need you to do is to follow and like our page yeah. um, and then repost it on your story. And what we'll do is uh, next week on air, we'll give away we'll give the book away. to and um, somebody. To be, to be clear, the, the page that we're asking you to yes. follow yes. is The Wealth Effect Show. Um, and this is on Instagram. Yes, and this is on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? And just because we're just starting, if you um, repost um, any of myself or Nicole's yeah. um, we'll tags or anything, in. we'll get you into that too. Yeah. Um, we're just trying to provide some knowledge to the community. And I think, you know, I was saying to Nicole this morning, I think we should be giving away books on the regular. Yes, so, yes. We're probably, we're thinking of doing a segment yes. like, where we kind of, we'll give away a book, but we'll yes. also like dive into it, talk yes, about yes, it, like yes. flesh it out a little yeah. bit, right? So, yeah, so we'll, um, you know, uh, we'll talk more about, you know, uh, this, this actually book, The Smith Maneuver, on one of our uh, future episodes, but um, I'm, I'm very excited about what we're going to do. And, you know, I, I guess another aspect of the show is uh, the guests we're going to bring on. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and if anybody obviously you too out there, if you want to be a guest on our show, um, hit us up. Like we're, yes. we're open to any type of feedback. Anything that you can add to the community would be great. Um, but um, let's talk about something that you're going to be working on, like, you know, this month that is actually really a great yeah, event. So it's, I'm super excited. I'm going to be a part of a date with real estate. Um, it's in a great event that um, Samantha Brooks, uh, another broker, mm -hmm. is um, putting together. Yeah. Right? She, we have an amazing lineup of guests, um, including Egypt Sherrod. I nice. don't know if you guys are familiar with her. She had a very popular HGTV uh, show. She was on own. She's on the own network. So it's going to be amazing. It's going to be all things real estate. You're mm -hmm. going to learn from the finance piece to the investing piece. Like there's so much opportunity yeah. um, with that. And we're happy that Samantha has agreed to join us. You so know, she's going to be our first guest. Our first okay, guest. Okay. All right, <laughs> yes. Samantha. You yes. know, it's funny. I've actually uh, like we've I've had a, like a DM relationship once in a while, like talking yeah, to her, yeah, yeah. but we've never actually spoke. So I'm very excited yeah. myself to actually you know get to know her mm -hmm. and understand her story. And like, look at that. You have three brokers in the yes. same industry in the same looking industry. to work together to uh, provide the content to the people. And that's just to also show everybody, like you know, this is not no competition out here. And I don't think anybody like there's a lot of capital and resources out there for everyone to take advantage of yes and i think right now we're all seeking for knowledge That's i think it. right now in society it's all about what can i learn because yes. unfortunately a lot of the information we're being fed today we're starting to realize because of the great thing the internet that yes. some things are not as they seem it so isn't. everyone has to do their own research on things that they you know deem that is necessary that is going to affect their lives but um, right now, I find all my friends, you know, mm -hmm. I find um, a lot of stock groups, mm -hmm. people talking about stocks, Bitcoin, oh my gosh, crypto, Bitcoin. like we got to <laughs> talk about that, you know, um, you know, while we're talking about that, do you have any experience in Bitcoin? Do I, I don't, you know I don't. I've okay. been one of those people that have like, okay, mm -hmm. I understand it, I mm -hmm. get it, mm -hmm. but you know, for me, if I'm going to invest in something, I really, really need to understand the nitty gritties of it, Yeah. and I just never really had the 
the time where the mental awareness. Yeah. But now when I'm seeing all the what's the happening, yeah. I'm just like, whoa, you yeah. know. You wanna, you know what it is, and that's what I mean. Like you gotta take some time to learn more about it. I gotta shout out uh, Shaq Hall and Ashley Wright, who's like put me on to some information on crypto. Um, okay. I've dibbled and dabbled in it over the past couple of months that's to good. see. So maybe um, you can teach me. Yeah, I can't teach you nothing. I'm not even gonna say that. Like, <laughs> let's be honest right now. I can teach you nothing, but I could say that I'm doing my research on it to determine what I know. I don't I don't even have enough information for us to get into a conversation. Yeah. Like, this is where I need to bring on an expert. Yes. And maybe we could bring on them to talk about it. Definitely. For, uh, but um overall like it's just we like it's important. Mm-hmm. So 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 to be interested now we're gonna talk about that. Did you hear about that guy with his token and oh the two hundred million dollars? Yes. There's another person too I, I heard, heard yeah. another one this morning. <laughs> he threw away the hard drive. Yeah. Oh my god. And now he wants to pay the city seventy million dollars. Seventy million dollars to get the hard drive back yeah. like you know i'm just like so i'm just like what is yeah. really happening yeah. yeah yeah yeah. so you know what i want to say on bitcoin just to talk to the audience about this is like you have to understand the time value of money mm-hmm. you see that those two stories are people who did not take care of something that yes. they could have been valuable in the future mm-hmm. so i even let's liken it to like a house yeah you know if someone maintains their house mm-hmm. in a good level it's going to show nice. So when you list it to sell, um, you'll probably get good value. You don't have to do a lot of renovations. Mm-hmm. But look at that. Like someone, you could have held on to the Bitcoin for a while and held on and look at where you could have been now. 75, I, like millions. Yeah, but it's, you know what? And I know Bitcoin is one aspect, but I could tell you there's so much opportunities. I remember in 2008 when, um, or was it 2007? When did the stock market crash? 2007. 2000, 2008 is when we had the flat out, but it started in 2007. Yeah, yeah. like it started in Bear Stearns, I think it was September, and in 2008, like March. Yeah. I remember, because I was working at BMO at those times, and BMO was trading at like, I think like $20. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a 15% dividend yield. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I work for this company. There's no way this company's not going anywhere. It's not going to grow. And I was like, I want to buy a whole bunch. But I didn't. Or I think about like even Apple those days. Like yes. I own, how I've owned every one of these phones. And I've never, <laughs> and I've only recently started buying their stock. So it's about putting the money for, yes. the, for your long-term, long-term. vision. Yes. And how does that fit in? But a lot of the times I feel like a lot of us are just like, Ah, we're not, it's not worth it. Like, look at look at Pokemon cards. And oh, like, my gosh. Like, all that. I'm sure I there's know. some you maybe you throw it away from your kids. I <laughs> like, know. I know. Those were, like, remember, those were huge. Were huge. Oh, my god! And gosh. now they're selling for, like, thousands, thousands. At, at time, yep, right? Yep, so yep. it just shows you that I think, um, I don't know if they mm-hmm. but things rise over time. They do. So if things are going to rise over time, and part of the wealth effect is to teach you knowledge and how to understand what to do with the value of anything as it goes up and yeah. what do you do with it. So it, it, I'm starting to, in my, you know, getting a little bit older, I'm starting to realize how much you have to take care of your possessions. So yes. it's like when your parents used to tell you, take care of this back yes. in the day, like I get it because they see things that people who waste time, life, yes. everything, right? Yeah, yeah, the value of time, is it, it's, mm-hmm. it's invaluable. Like you yeah. can never get it back, right? Yeah. And then um, to your point, when you value things, and I think, in my opinion, you open up space and the energy to get more. Yes, right? yes, yes, right? yes. Um, so again, thank you. If you guys are just tuning in, just wanted to just redirect you. This is the Wealth Effect yes. show, um, our very first show. So thank you for tuning in with myself, Nicole Williams, and Jason Allen John, brought to you by CTMS, so Canadian Tailored Mortgage Solutions. Um, join us every Saturday yes. from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
you can watch us live um, online, but it's yeah. going to be available on all platforms. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then just to reiterate, if you have any questions, any suggestions, if you want to be a guest on our show, send us a DM. Um, you can send it to either Jason or myself yeah. um, on Instagram or to our um, new Wealth Effects show yes. um, Instagram page as well. You can also email email us. Email us. Just just get in contact. Just get in with contact. Us. The other thing is too is like you know we're at, at always. I know we're doing this show, and you know I'm not trying to promote or anything, but like we're open to conversations to Definitely. help people look at their financial situation. Like to be honest with you, the way I met Nicole, she couldn't do a deal for her client, mm -hmm. and she called me. Mm -hmm. And we're the type of individuals that will point you to the best direction. Yeah. And that's, you know, what I always learned when I learned about you, that yeah, yeah. you're going to do what's best for your customers. Yeah. So anybody, like even if you don't uh, bank with um, where we what we deal with is on the broker channel mm -hmm. or you want to learn some some anything about mortgages or our, our predictions or but I think predictions are unique to people's situations. Yeah. So in order for me to provide um, any sort of prediction, I need to know what you want. Yes. So we can align it for your goals, yes. right? So we're open. Like, get in contact with us to just talk about um, um your finances and mm -hmm. ask any questions. Because you know what? No question's a dumb question when None. it comes to money. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I'm always... That was one of the biggest things about me that I've always said. It's like, when I didn't know something, yeah. I was digging and figuring it out. And I would be asking... And, you know, people are either going to share or they're not, they're right? Not, yeah. And at the end of the day, you're never going to know if you don't ask. Yes, right? exactly. So that's exactly what the show is about. Um, we are super thankful for you to, for joining us, yes. you know, this, this week. Definitely tune in next week. We're going to be rolling out more about um, a date with real estate yes. brought to you by the amazing Samantha Brooks. Yeah. Um, again, we have some celebrity guests there including myself <laughs> bang, bang. obviously or, like you should where do they get tickets because i'm sure they're gonna want to yes know. so what we will do is um you can get tickets by visiting um samantha brooks bio in her ig yeah um but more so if you are interested send me a dm and i can send you the link yeah, yeah. send nicole dm ask her like see and then you know you're, you're gonna learn a lot I've seen, uh, I've been following those posts. Um, I, I'm excited. I'm probably going to join in. You guys are going to see me in those rooms. Yes. Learning. And that's the thing. There's always an opportunity to learn in all aspects, right? Mm -hmm. So while we're at home on lockdown, take this opportunity to learn how to um, add value into your life. Yes. And we hope we can add value into your life through the wealth effect. Again, my name is Jason Allen John. And I'm Nicole Williams. And thank you for tuning in, guys. <laughs>